0: He's like, they they suck. I don't even like them. (laughs) He's like, they're overrated. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) All right, man. We're getting ready for college basketball season. Uh, February, we'll come up with the top 15 betting, 15 betting, uh, top 15 real teams to watch play. But now we're going to do the Hawthorne effect. And we got 33 straight weeks In a real profit compound interest one week compounds on the next week. It's almost like a parlay and, you know, we're doing well. My wife still hasn't bought gasoline without betting dollars since 2011. Inflation is paid for through betting, right? This is the ESPC podcast network emphasis on the network. This is the Hawthorne effect. What the Hawthorne effect is, whatever you track, and you measure, you improve its performance by 10 to 20%. We're at 60% this year. First year in the podcast, sixty-five, 64%. we are at 60%. Maybe if we go 32 and 0 and maybe get some extra bit, but go 40 and 0, we can get back to it. But it doesn't matter because we had an extra week. So the money stayed the same. We're still at 1500% ROI. That's Wall Street bets, Tesla's numbers. That means is by listening to the podcast and by following the process, you have 15 times more money than when you started. And when you say, okay, the process, what's the process? The process is not basing your business decision purely on observation and pattern recognition. You're doing math, probability theory, finance theory, statistical theory, research, psychotherapy and common sense you say psychotherapy what are you talking about? what does that have to do with sports betting? I would say why don't you Google Antonio Brown <laughs> And they'll show you right because you know not to put Antonio Brown on your fantasy team last week because the man is nuts right he's crazy and yourself right Did you? impulsively like a degenerate live bet and lose all your money and you shouldn't be betting anymore and go to 100, uh, 1-800-GAMBLING.COM or 1-800-GAMBLING to talk to somebody, right? So psychotherapy is a big, big part of it. You have to uh, give yourself a reality check because reality and the truth is sometimes not what we hope to. It is. So you have to challenge yourself. Uh, we're guys, for the most part, 80% of our audience are male, but we are 20% is female. This is quite a bit of females betting. If you're in a leadership position uh, and you get a decision wrong, it's embarrassing, it's humiliating, it's, it's maddening. You get anger, right? Do you have anger issues? You got to throw that into it, right? Some people say anger is their cardio. So you have to measure all these things. Because if you keep making excuses and not holding yourself accountable, you're not going to be a good sports bet. And you're not going to have the level of success we've had, especially this year. We got Gruden being fired for non-football reasons. You get the Antonio Browns of the world, right? You got the Rodgers of the world, who his definition of being vaccinated is uh, miracle oil. On his private parts, that's what he calls vaccination, right? His words, not mine. And I got decision science there. I'm an MBA securities licenses. It means I'm a fiduciary. It means I'm legally responsible to do no harm. So if I give bad advice, the worst expensive advice is bad advice. But means more expensive. I get locked up, put in jail for giving out bad financial advice. So I can't do that. This is sports bidding is financial. So Another big part of business is that if you're the smartest, toughest guy in the room, you are in the wrong room. And this year, I would not have gotten profit or 60% NFL without these two gentlemen helping me out. Thank you guys for backing me up. We got racial, we got regional diversity. It's not just race or disability or gender, region age. So, Scott and I are the old guys, and we got the young guy, Chad, right? And and Scott's in the Northeast. Chad and I are on the West Coast. We got regional and age diversity. So, we'll go Scott and Chad. First thoughts on Hawthorne. In fact, last regular season week, before he we headed to the playoffs, we clinched the playoffs because we clinched profit. We're allowed to bet the playoffs because we made profit during
2: the regular season
1: every single week. It's pretty good.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... You know, through all the COVID, through all the injuries, through all the everything's, we're still making money for people. So that's a great thing. I mean, I'd like to finish it off if we can over seventy percent. I mean, we've had one or two, one or two things the last couple of weeks go up, not go our way to to kind of percent, put our percentage down a little bit, but we're still around the sixty percent mark, which is you know, return on investment is is really key. You know, it's right. not, you know, people ask how, you know, how much, how much did you make? And when people say 3,000, that's really not the truth. It's what have you taken off of what you put in? So, right. um, You know, we're having a, we're having a strong year and hopefully we can finish it off the right way. So.
1: Right. And uh, relationships. Right. Antonio Brown, uh, 20 kids, six wives, uh, look at his relationship with Tom Brady, right? Now he has a strained relationship with Tom Brady. But Tom Brady laid him in his house, in his home, yep. right? He had yep. to kick him out. Uh, his relationship with Arians. Arians says, you know, he goes to Arians, I'm hurt. And Arians says, no, you're not. Go back in. Then he ruined his relationship. Us, right? Instead of, you know, betting money goes first, right? So Anna uses it to buy and inspect his items use it to buy gas right
2: listen yeah. my wife's on the same track as your wife too so.
1: <laughs> the trade office we get to watch excessive amounts of football we're that's right. LSU, right
2: that's right exactly right. exactly
1: right so we're maintaining relationships right that's mental health uh, chad what are your first thoughts
0: oh man it's it's been a great year man um been a lot of a lot of turmoil and uh you know covid and guys sitting out backup quarterbacks and guys playing their first start ever, um, you know, we've, we've had to navigate, um, you know, it seems like once every week, you know, I, two weeks ago we had Ian Book, we had Mannion this week. seems like every week we got, we got something going on like that. So, yeah, man, just to be where we are um, record-wise and percentage-wise and profit-wise at this point is, is awesome. And um, this, this, uh, this last week we'll add some challenges. You know, you got some teams that uh, don't really need to win, um, some teams that have to win to get in. Um, so, it's, you know, it, it it's uh, the totals are, are low this week. And um, there's some some interesting dynamics there, you know, going on with teams being eliminated and teams fighting for the playoff spot. So it's a uh, it's an exciting week.
1: Right. It really. It, last week, it's almost like a bowl week. Right. You got to measure the man who who wants to play, who doesn't want to play. Yep. You know, uh, who knows who. Uh, Is the guy going to rally the troops? Because there's a coaching grudge. Coaching relationships. Hey, uh, you know I'll trade you a draft pick for this, Y and Z. Then you got ownership issues, right? Denver is about to be sold. Uh, Is Seattle going to be sold? And who's buying Seattle? Now, they're saying Peyton Manning's close to buying Denver. How does that affect? uh, I want to keep one on your call, John Denver. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Rocky,
1: Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High. And the West Virginia Mountain Woman song, too, in my head. But it's uh, John Elway. Is John Elway going to be done? And is he going to be replaced by Peyton Manning? Uh, Vic Fangio, is he going to come up with a big defensive performance against Andy Reid? And is he going to be the next defensive coordinator of Kansas City? Spagnolo didn't look too good last week. Uh, on the sidelines, just the dynamics, just the, the body language. And uh, even though he tries to be as uh, as as stable as possible, Andy Reid collapsed after a game this year. He's not a stable guy. Uh, what's he going to do in the offseason? Because you know he wants to be in the office, but he's going to have to go to his son's trial Who kill someone, like rights You know, drunk and high on the way to the Super Bowl. Right. So uh, these are questions that we have to answer as sports bettors to not make excuses, because like they told me in high school when I was in Florida, and it's the truth, right? Ex- excuses are like a-holes. Everyone has them and everyone uses them. So if you want to be successful in life, you can't blame people, you can't blame the refs, don't blame uh Tom Brady. Don't blame Pete Carroll. Don't blame anyone. It's you. You got the bet wrong. So you have to do more research. I know I have to do more research before next week on the totals. And even the sides are a little higher than I would like them to be. Uh, I was 66%. The podcast was 60%. So um, it's a team effort. So like as a manager that means that I'm off 60%. 66%. 66%. So I have to communicate to get everybody up to 80, 90%. So they have money to buy me drinks when we go to the casino. <laughs> By the big stake, right? So we're going to look at all our losses and break them down as humiliating, as upsetting as they are. So another change, right? Uh, as a creature of habit, last. Uh, Week, there were no Saturday games. This week, there's going to be Saturday games. It's going to be wild. Next year, it's going to be even wilder because January 1st is on a Sunday. So the big bowl games will be on a Monday. And then what are they going to do with the playoffs, right? And then what are they going to do with the NFL's
2: last week's? I think the NFL may move that January 1st weekend game to Saturday instead of Sunday. Right. With the bowl games that go on on January first, I bet you that's exactly what they do next Great. year. So,
1: so yeah. So we yeah, so to watch. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Washington, consensus wise, we got the Washington plus four. Uh, we thought it was going to go over forty five. I have no idea why that game did not go. Over. Jalen Hurts.
2: Jalen Hurts. He just ran it all day. Bad game, bad game. He just he just didn't play well. They uh, their running game was really really good that that game. His passing uh, efficiency was not good. Was not even close to what he did the last time. So
0: yeah, there was at least ten points left on the board for sure.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think Washington could have done more than what they did because they were missing some key players and Heineke, you know, was was is. Heineke, he you know, they're a sixteen to twenty point type of team, but uh, hurts definitely, as Chad said, left points on the field for sure, and that you know, a field goal, even a field goal more would have put that game over. Not not a field goal, another couple touchdowns, like Chad said. So,
1: right. So,
2: is it was it bad pick or bad luck? I think it was bad luck because you know, and the other thing is. To put your faith in Jalen Hurts and he's going to be consistent from game to game is, is really a roll of the dice, because he's he, one game he's going to run the ball a lot, the next game he's going to throw the ball a lot, and against Washington last time he was really really good at throwing the ball. This time he was very bad throwing the ball. So, um, you know, bad to me it was bad pick. I mean, Washington got four. Didn't we push on that one? I think. Was no. it twenty? Was yeah. the final?
0: 2016 four, but I got him at plus six and a half before kickoff. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, they were at plus six, and I bought a half point, so I got him at plus six and a half. So it wasn't even okay. close for me. I had an easy cover. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so a four okay. and a half cover. It's,
2: it's, yeah, yeah. it's You a total. get killed
1: by a half a point. That's why we say buy a half a point. Yeah. we uh,
2: play. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all it was in that game was Jalen Hurts just was not good. They would have scored a. Little, they would have scored. They could have scored thirty. Had he been, had he been what he what he should have been.
0: We only needed 9 points for that game to go over and yeah. I mean there was definitely 9 points left on the board. Um you know you know maybe maybe part of it's luck. Definitely I mean I would say it's more luck than a bad pick but small I mean we we could have maybe realized Jalen Hurts is is, is rocky and the Rivera defense and a Well he's a thrower, game. right? He's a, Yeah. Guys like him and Lamar Hurts or
1: Lamar, Lamar Hurts. Lamar yeah. Jackson. Uh you got to say okay, are they transitioning Right, the word is loaded these days, but are they transitioning from being a thrower to a passer and an LFL passer that? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: And and
2: yeah, and the other thing is is we had said on the pod last week, Washington was going to keep this game really close because they got blown up. And they did. And they did. So good good for them.
0: Yeah. Proteins don't get blown out two weeks in a row. Right. Right. And, that, I mean, we, we might have had some recency bias as well. Um, the week before, you know, Philly scored 34-10. to 10. It was super low-scoring game. In the second half, they had a bunch of scoring, you know, to make that game go over late. Um, but it barely just snuck over. So, I mean, I think we maybe should have looked at, at, at that game last week and said, you know what, maybe you know this Redskins defense is probably going to be a little better. We're going to have a little bit more competitive game than the 34-10 game against the Giants last week you know, which could, could lead to it going on there.
2: And, and what will be interesting this coming week is Dallas is probably going to be up being the fourth seed. Does Philly want to be the sixth seed or the seventh seed? Because they're in. They're in the playoffs.
0: Yep. So that's there. something
2: you got to look at. Do they want to play the Rams or do they want to play Tampa in the first round? Who do they think they're not away? And that, that right. could give you that could give you insight as to, to where you goes this week. So,
0: Right. If so you look ahead – to the playoffs. I just go. saw something that said said the Cowboys are planning on starting all their starters.
2: Okay, so no, maybe Dallas know. is going to try to win the win the game instead of just being content and play. Well, it's going
0: to be tight rotation. Not, uh, so if the guy if the
1: guy plays sixty snaps, he's going to play thirty in this game. But he's and the one,
2: fresh, right? And the one guy I think you look to get pulled really early is Zeke. I don't think he's going to play a full complement of snaps because I think he's still injured. I don't think he's he's a near one hundred percent.
1: But that's actually a plus because I, I like Pollard and I like the other guy. Let's Absolutely explosive. running back no
2: Yeah, no question. So, all right.
1: Uh, Baltimore. <laughs> we we're all over that. Uh, that was a great pick. Nobody's telling you to pick Baltimore for sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, over forty six. shocked This game did not go over. Uh, I don't think it's a bad pick versus bad. I think it was bad luck because Stafford just was horrible. And, you know, we kind of expected him to play bad, but not that bad. And the Rams were lucky to get away with the win. Hardball being hardball, he did cover for us, but it wasn't being over. Maybe you could say a correlation that, you know, he's going to cover the the, the spread, but he's going to go under. Because Harbaugh wants to constrict everything, keep everything under control. Uh, and that looks like an under game. So if I had to do it again, I would do that. Uh, I would think it through a little bit more. So that that's the thing with me, lack of research. I should have done more, more research on this total. What do you guys think?
2: I'll let Chad go first, and I'll chime in.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, this this game has had a really, really slow start. Um you know, one of those games too. Here we're we're, were seven points, we're a touchdown away from a push or a cover. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, the that that you know that's kind of how how these NFL games go is like the late that late score gets it to go over, right. or, or you know, it stays under. So I mean, when you're within one touchdown, I could, it's never a terrible pick. Um, right. but but yeah, I mean the styles that both teams showed in the first half, um. Yeah, I mean they were they were just it was very low scoring and very conservative um, to early to start and and you know it just kind of picked up in the second half scoring wise but it just this the first half was just so slow paced and low scoring that they just they just weren't able to uh you know to get it done there.
2: Mm-hmm. So I I think that Josh, if I'm not mistaken, I think me and you tweeted that it, especially you said that uh, second game second road game in a row. Early start, he he right. wasn't gonna be that good. And right. that panned out. And the other thing we said in the podcast last week is he's gonna make some type of mistake to keep the Ravens in the game. And he did, he threw a pick six. Right. So he's not he's struggling to the finish line here and into the playoffs. And and now you gotta reassess as a better what you're gonna do with the Rams because if Stafford's gonna play like this, there there is no chance they're gonna go deep into the playoffs. So
1: Right. And uh-huh. when you read the playoff game, you got to say, okay, playoff game at home. Yeah. It is, uh Stafford's lack of performance or his body, right? Body line to him. Remember Larry Holmes? You remember Larry Holmes, Scott?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Wait, I do. I do. You
1: know, your body says, uh, your mind says, get up. Your body says, no, stay down.
2: No chance.
1: I, I think his body's breaking. I saw it in training camp. Yeah. So now we're in week 18, 19. Uh, of just him practicing It's not even him getting hit or whatever it's just your body only has so many reps inside them. I'm shocked, and I think it's
0: lack of a backup. If I was McVeigh, I the I, uh, uh, he's not
1: there. Uh, and uh, what are they going to do? I mean, I know they're holding stuff back for the playoffs, but the Van Jefferson, I want to see him be um, J- Action Jackson. I haven't seen him be Action Jackson yet. And you guys are saying he can be Action Jackson? Um, Who, who's that? Stafford? Yeah, and Jackson is the guy who's with the Raiders now um, from Long Beach. Sorry. Oh, Deshaun? Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Jefferson needs to be Deshaun Jackson in that offense. Uh, Seen flashes of it, but he needs to do that for real in the playoffs to take pressure off Cooper Cup, because I personally feel that I get in shape, I can cover Cooper Cup. I'll put hands on him, five yards out, knock
2: him down, just run with him, Chad. Uh, I know Real can cover Cooper Cup. (laughs) What hasn't been put out there, he misses Robert Woods more more than is being let on. Oh, for the year. He miss, he misses him because now Cup is getting double teamed because people don't respect Beckham or Van Jefferson. So
1: I cannot cover Robert Woods. Maybe I can get hands on him, and knock him down. That's yeah. about it. But yeah. I can run
2: with Robert Woods. Yeah, he's. Robert Woods. I can't. <laughs> he's he's a quarterback that looks like he he's 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 out of steam, and he's just struggling to get to the finish line. If they get up big in the first half, they... they he's like getting all the plays.
1: In the, in the playoffs, in the first game, he'll have, a, like, semester offense, but that second game, I don't know about the Rams the if somebody's,
2: if somebody's listening, tell me the last time he threw a 20 to 30-yard pass down the right. field.
1: No, in training camp, he can do it. He can throw it, like, 40 yards. The bomb I've seen him throw this year was a yeah. lob. Right? Yeah. Was a lob. He didn't try to, like... Actually, throw a thing. I think his shoulder is like permanently messed up. It almost sounds yeah. like uh, Chad Jibia. When I looked at Jibia, maybe 10, 15 feet away, his leg is really messed up. I mean, this like extra messed up leg, you know what I mean? Where it's like <laughs> stiff, you know, kind of being able to move it. And uh, that's the way Stafford is. He really screwed up his shoulder, permanent damage that he can only really do so much. What are your thoughts, Chad? I- Baltimore Rams. We got the yeah, something. I Baltimore on the way. It we'll didn't go over. I
0: think Dingo over. You know, I, mean, I already went on this, but I think you guys made some great points about Stafford and his arm and um, just reevaluating the Rams. I think they definitely just moving forward, going into the playoffs. I, I think they might have some inflated lines that we might have make some money going the other way on from what Scott was saying. So, yep. Yeah.
1: Now, Tampa Bay and the Jets. I screwed this one up. I needed to do more research. I'm living in the past. In my head, I'm still living in the beginning of the season where Robert Slay was being built up as this defensive guy. <laughs> He's just a guy. He was a defensive assistant. Really what I think he was, he was getting coffee for Carol <laughs> and Ken Norton in Seattle because those are, that's the brain press of the defense. Ken Norton and Carol, he, had, he didn't do anything other than to go get coffee.
0: And no, he's talking about he, he was in San Fran. He was getting his car. Lynch was calling his defense for him.
1: Exactly. Lynch is calling it. He doesn't. Now, there's no doubt. Like the radio guys are saying, okay, what is Lynch going to dial up now? Because he's in the press box in this communication. He's communicating to uh, whoever that the fake defense coordinator for San Francisco, Dante, whoever, who's there with no headphones on the Sonic Scream people that's his job. That's Robert Slay's job, and that's his role that Lynch has. Lynch is calling a defense for the press box with a suit on, right? He's just yelling into the microphone, calling the defenses, and his defensive coordinator is a motivational, rah rah guy. That's why he got a Carol guy, right? Flag waiver. So the defense coordinator for San Francisco is so a flag waiver, John Lynch is calling the defenses. Now he... Talks is a good talker, good sales guy. He talks himself into the head coach of the Jets. He gets his four built-in wins. Uh, he covers a little bit, depending on the situation. And he, I think all he wanted was a top five pick. Because uh, the friend of mine who – I got a couple of friends now. But the one f- friend who's worked for five NFL organizations, he's a buttoned-up, by-the-rules type of guy says that every single organization he's been into don't have a set best practices. So every every team has their own rules, right? So Robert Slade comes in here. He gets to make his own rules. He wins the games he's supposed to win. He has four wins. And I think some teams want a top five pick teams like Detroit, maybe Houston wanted a number one pick, number one overall pick. Uh, I think they're happy with the draft status and now they're playing the best they can. They cover for us against Tampa Bay. We know that Tampa Bay is like the Rams showing maybe 50% of their offense. They don't want other teams to have recent film on what they do. The Tampa Bay Tom Brady's an expert at this uh, only did enough to win. Right. Uh, So they covered, and I lived in the past. This game, if I would have thought through it more, I needed to, is over all the way because Robert Slay is a fraud. He's not any kind of defensive guru or anything like that. He's just a regular guy like you and I. So I should have gotten over. It's a bad pick on me. What do you think?
2: I think the last three minutes of that game was totally fixed. <laughs> Jets, miss, Jets miss on the reverse, right? On fourth down, two minutes left. Brady gets the ball. What do you think he's doing? What do you think he's, do- do you think right. he's doing? He's gonna right. put it in the end zone, of course. Right. He did. Um, Main through, through <laughs> all through all through all the Antonio Brown stuff and through all the the stuff going around as they said on the broadcast the one thing that looked tom brady was calm cool and collected on that last drive and you're right they're holding back for the playoffs they knew they could beat the jets with the vanilla vanilla stuff on offense and they did um they got carolina again this this week coming they're going to be very vanilla again on offense um and then you're going to see a totally different tampa bay team in the playoffs I don't bet again. I have never bet against Brady anymore in a game. Never, especially in the playoffs. I I won't bet. Getting
1: fourteen,
2: I won't. Getting 14 points in New York, biggest market. That was yeah. a Jets cover. No straight straight up, I won't bet against straight Brady. Up. But if but if the spread is like that, yeah, I'm gonna bet against Brady because that's right, right. you know Brady knows exactly what he wants to do and in, in Arian same way. The Jets are playing really hard right now. I give them full credit. They're playing really hard. Even
1: though he didn't
2: in London, because of yeah, and so I I give the Jets full credit and just to look ahead, they're big underdogs again this week, so that should tell you where we're leading into after right. doing more research.
1: research. They're not done well. Maybe that's a return to the mean last week of the season.
2: Yep. Yep. So. Yeah.
1: Or bad, like. i'm good i'm good
0: i'm good
2: okay
0: um yeah i mean this one's i chalk this one up as completely bad luck i mean fix like the jets getting stopping that fourth down and then right when bready got the ball back i'm like oh my gosh i mean they had no timeouts right like 20 seconds 11 seconds or something when they do that last touchdown um so yeah they i mean last second touchdown to go over i mean i think this was an under game all the way i think the style that the bucks were playing with the vanilla offense um you know i i, I think it just i think the jets should have won this game and it honestly should have went under um you know i'll take. i mean if i'm gonna lose in the, with 11 seconds left left in the game on a hail mary fade ball um you know i mean that that's that's where i want to be those are the losses i want i you know i don't i don't, I don't want to lose and under you know because it it's over you know with you know two minutes left in the third quarter yep I want to lose it on the last play of the game you know that, that I mean I'm, we're right there you know that's that's where I want to be um you know the Jets defense against Brady um not ideal for that situation I mean if we could have had any other defense we might have had a better better chance I might have been the worst defense we could have had yeah out there so um yeah, it's just tough, man. I mean, that, that one, I, I really felt like that game should have been under. It was under the whole game, and then it was just able to sneak over late. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something, you know, you know, the Jets' defense not being elite, and the Jets' offense seeming to Zach Wilson the last two weeks has kind of picked up and, and been pretty efficient, and they've been moving the ball down the field and then scoring some points. So, uh, you know, we maybe could have looked at that. You know, but even if I was on the over here and hit it, I would have felt like I got lucky. So that's that's all I got. Uh, like and uh, transit to
1: something really important. Now, tomorrow's we will go fast. This one will explain the philosophy why you bet 10 or more games. And uh, me studying for you know, it's a 70% failure rate on this series seven tests for securities licenses. I passed it first try, you can see it. It's a worn book as I read it. And for those uh, not on the live stream, this is the General Securities Representative Exam Series 7. Securities License Exam. Man, I always have it here because I can be rated by FINRA or the SEC at any time because I'm middle class. <laughs> if I was Epstein, uh, I would get some sort of deal. Uh, but... As you can see here i was studying for my test i highlighted it because this gave me sports betting insight it's called arbitrage why we bet 10 or more games arbitrage says it's the simultaneous purchase and sale of the same or related securities to take advantage of a market inefficiency All Right, right there people can read it arbitrage straight out of the book now I was watching some sports betting people before I started the podcast, and it completely got arbitrage wrong. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. I can get you the (laughs) book. The people now really don't understand that. And it's what Chad just said. If you're not parlaying 10 teams and you're betting equal amounts on each game and you're consistently over 52.5%, which is break even, and you're 80%, 70%, or, like we are 60% every week, the margin between 52.5% and 60%, right, is compound interest every single time. And as much sports as we watch, it gives you the highest and best use of your time. And you build relationships having your wife buy expensive items and gasoline with betting money. It's a system. So you're not gripping, not ripping your tickets in anger you lost a on some craziness, it happens. But predictably irrational, which I have up there, that, that orange and blue book, when we see a pattern of something that's irrational that we can take advantage of, is that market inefficiency that's talking about in there. All right? So uh, we didn't grip on this Jets game because we knew we had profit. Well, the craziness, literally craziness, bipolar or personality disorder. That's for my wife to diagnose. I do not have a license. I have a license for stocks and securities and money. I have an MBA, and stuff like that. I can go to court. I'm actually registered with San Diego County Court as an expert witness for uh, business and finance when it comes to the restaurant industry. But I'm not, I don't have a license to psychotherapy. I've been a therapist <laughs> a license for it. to be able to diagnose Antonio Brown, whether he has a bipolar where he needs medication or personality disorder, that he has to go to therapy every day. Again, there's a theme with me. There was a theme with the NBA. MBA. I'm going to have to give myself self-therapy, beat myself up over this because I'm not learning to learn and not to do is not to learn. And I'm still too nostalgic, living in the past. Uh, this Patriot game was going over no matter what. what. What grudge did he have against Jacksonville? I think he's friends with Aaron Meyer because he was saying how good uh, Trevor Lawrence is. He might be friends with Aaron Meyer. He has some sort of grudge against Jacksonville. Scott, you live up there. Is he retiring and going to be the full-time GM president and executive of the Patriots and have McDaniels to puff it? Sit up there in the cold while he's in the box, warm. You know, calling the plays, anyways.
2: <laughs> not yet, because he wants to break Schulz's wind record. So not yet, but I have a feeling in the next two or three years that that is that transition is going to start taking place. He's he's giving, for no reason. Here. Yeah, he's giving McDaniel's more and more power. He's he's involving him in more more and more meetings behind the scenes. He's letting
1: him um, at dinner. Other than yeah. Patricia, the coffee order.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I think him and Kraft. I think Belichick no, Belichick knows when he's retiring.
1: Right.
2: Him and Kraft know. But I, I, think. Relax,
1: laughing more this year.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's having. He seems like he's having a good time. Um, I don't think he holds
1: against. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think he holds a grudge against Jacksonville. I think it's just, you know, rookie quarterback against him. No chance Trevor of him Lawrence. winning. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence did not have a great game. He did not have a good game at all. So you you got to look at that as a better. That's a that's a huge trend over his career. He has never lost to a rookie quarterback. Now nobody knew he was putting up fifty points. They right. just didn't know. I mean, he he unleashed Mac Jones. He let Mac Jones go a little bit, pass a little bit more than I even thought he was going to let him pass. Um, but you, you guys made profit on that game. Both you yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pull
1: on the podcast, made it clear to everybody. Bet the Jacksonville
2: team under. Yep, and the Jacksonville team under went down to ten point two five. And I was, you know, I took in it when it was at at you know mid teens. So that's how to tomorrow. When we say what what we say, yes, that's exactly what it is. When you see something that you really really like, bet it right away. And the Jacksonville team under under. Bet it right. I bet it right away. As soon as I saw it mid teens, I was like, there's no way. And I, I bet him. You have one one source.
1: If yeah. if if your state has five betting apps, get an account with all five. And yep. figure out which is giving you the best advantageous number. What do you think, uh, Chad?
0: Yeah, I mean, golly, they just I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the Patriots putting up a 50 piece. Um yeah i, I uh, that was that was a tough one. I mean we were all over the Patriots fifteen and a half you know we got that line early um you know and uh you know, that line ended up going up to like seventeen and a half I mean close closed pretty high I think we went up at least two points and then you know that team total was was uh was very nice as well um to profit off that game but yeah I mean man it's tough you know if if, if you would have told me the total's forty five and Jacksonville's gonna score three points. What are you going with? I mean, I, I think I'd go with the under there all, every time. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, you know, that you got to kind of look at the Patriots offense was going to explode one game this year. You know, they're going to have one game where they explode. And, you know, this this will, this will just happened to be the one, a home game against a very inferior team, you know, um, where they just completely dominated. Uh, we saw a little bit of that against the Jets earlier in the year um, where they just completely dominated so you know this is a tough one man when a team only scores three points uh, but yeah the Patriots I mean they, they covered the, the over by themselves so right that's a tough one
1: that's a tough one I, uh, I I say that's bad luck I mean because you have to make in business you have to make decisions without you know having all the information. Uh And uh, who knew that a guy who's notorious for trying to keep the score down and just getting out of there would just keep scoring? Um, I have to think, based on more things that he said this week, that a lot of it has to do with uh, some sort of – Relationship with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer maybe is going to do some work for him, scouting and game planning during the playoffs. He just hired him as a consultant, right? On the back door. And he's, you know, did that for his buddy there, Urban Meyer. Or he has the ownership in con or something. Something's going on there. If he would score that many points against Jacksonville for no apparent reason. Another one that I'm living in the past with was Kansas City, Cincinnati. Uh, we were right. We were all over Cincinnati. We got that right. We did good on the live stream as far as line changes, but no way it was going under
2: uh, fifty-one. What do you think, guys? Cincinnati's on a roll. an absolute roll right now. I mean, Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind. Nobody can cover Chase. No, no, and and we had said we had said on the podcast that one of them was gonna was gonna get free for for a huge right. game. And I thought I think we we also said it was probably going to be Chase, and it was, right. And uh, so we 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 all called that game right as the way it was going to go. Um, You know, they're an over team. They go over, okay.
1: This under those conditions, based on that, it's basically thinking it through, right? We did the problem, right? Into fatigue or whatever, we did just didn't put the answer down. We added it all up. (laughs) We had the side. I think we were excited about the side, and we all put good money on the side. Yep. Yep. And we're like, yeah, F the total, right? So we had to <laughs>
2: – yeah. we're making money yeah. on this game regardless. And there's another game where we said it was at five, five and a half, bet it now because it's just going to go down. And it went down. It went down to three, three and a half, I think. Um, Cincinnati's a classic over team, not a great defense, right. really good offense. So they're, they're a typical classic over team. And they can run the ball. Um, and Nixon, they, yeah, and they can run the ball. Nixon so Nixon doesn't need uh, a hole. He's yep. got enough attitude
1: and anger, and he's on coke or whatever he's on. And he troll whatever drug he's on. He just, you know, he he doesn't have a lot of stamina, but he certainly has a burst. Opening yep. into, why are you calling this guy a coke addict? Well, Google him. He's been busted for coke several times, like four or five yeah. times. That's why he's on Cincinnati. Cincinnati can get him cheap
2: because of the substance abuse problem, right? And but I didn't, I with you did not see this game going over. I mean, I did, I I saw a twenty, you know, mid twenties type of game, but I I didn't see it going into the thirties. So um, I'll call it right now. I think Cincinnati is going to be the if coached right and they keep their players together, they will be the next powerhouse in the AFC. The Bengals, I think, I think they have all the earmarkings of a team that that will become a very dominant team in the AFC for years to come. If they if they stay together, they got to well, stay together. This is a problem with them, right? And I had
1: a friend of mine who worked in that front office. It's extremely dysfunctional. No best practices. Uh, the head coach is also the quarterbacks coach. Yeah. is his own quarterback coach and yeah. coordinator. That's why he took off five times. If a quarterback makes. Three first downs with his legs. You're yeah right, exactly. Seventy percent of the time. So I'm not the only one that knows this. Other th- that's why you'll see Brady one. if he's playing a good <laughs> running QB. Brady will get you exactly one first down with his legs. You'll see him one time where they're playing man. He'll take off and make a first down because he figures he's a better pocket passer than the other guy. And the difference between him. Being a pocket passer and the other guy will be mitigated by one first down. So, same thing happened here. Mahomes went 30 yards, which is three first downs. Yep. All right. Yep. And Burrow went five for 10. So, Burrow got one first down with his legs. Yeah. And he hit 446 yards, 30 for 39, 446 yards. That's Heisman NFL level. But Mahomes went for two fifty nine. So Burrow, working out with Chad. Chad, working him out, <laughs> got that first down to win this game. What do you think, Chad?
0: Yeah, you know, I was I was holding that resistance band for him. You know, getting more. My- <laughs> <laughs> so, we put it up a couple days, so uh, that definitely has a lot to do with with that resistance I was applying on those drills. So <laughs> he, he's giving you a cut, right, Chad? Man, so the uh, this year we'll take him to the track.
1: We're in bleachers, and we're, he'll uh, run against me. We'll film it running hundred yard
0: dashes. Yeah, man, the Bengals uh, they look great. We were all over that pick. Um, you know, plus four. I even spr- money sprinkled the money line. Um, yeah, we did. We got two sides on that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Man, I I think the under here was a was a terrible pick. Uh, that honestly, probably one of the worst picks of the day. I think this throw, game, we got excited. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, it was Vegas a big number
1: taking advantage of people who pick favorites. Yeah, read Mahomes. Yeah, what was that?
0: The number was like 52, right? It was, it was probably it, the biggest, it was, number.
2: yeah.
0: It got to 52. Yeah, it was the biggest number of the week, you know. Um, and you know what? Vegas knows that. If I mean, was 51, which is okay. This is over under that key number of 52. Let's go over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, this was. I would say out of my losses, I put this in my top four worst picks of the week right here. I think this one wasn't over all the way. And real, this is this was no luck factor at all. This was a bad pick.
1: Yeah. Bad pick because in probability theory it's 83. So this is a 20% luck factor. Bad pick or bad luck. We're saying that is a bad pick. Yep. you're living in the past here again with the Giants plus seven. <laughs> That was a bad pick. Giants are like beyond done. Chicago has a little bit more of a spark to them, uh, but we did get again. The guys saved us. Scott and Chad saved team
0: total us. baby.
2: was <laughs> the team total,
0: Giants so, under fourteen
2: and a half. That was so flashing red light that team total.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that was that was that was the only that. I think that that window, that was the only team total I, I took. Yeah. Yeah. Man.
1: Self-therapy. We do self-therapy on this podcast. You guys were doing self-therapy on the Atlanta game. Take it away, guys. We did get the plus 15 Atlanta. Uh, 14 and a half, right? Plus 15, 14 and a half.
2: Got it, but we pushed the 44. That was, that was bad luck. There was some weird stuff in that game. Absolutely weird stuff. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Matt Ryan gets in the end zone for a touchdown. He never runs. He gets in the end zone for a touchdown, and it's not a touchdown. For whatever reason, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't forget whether it was penalty or whether who's it was Who's the crew? Just, we, that's yeah,
1: it. who's I – haven't, I haven't been. I'm going to make sure I do it this week. I'm going to extra research on the totals. I'm going to find out the referee assignments and which referees are going to the playoffs.
2: I had that last week up. On the podcast. Okay. Visa, com has, has that referee, uh, podcast, a referee assignment.
1: Who is it? friend uh, Jim Covertry on VEASAN as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and then Russell Gage caught the ball at the one yard line and he didn't reach the ball over for a touchdown. I mean, he clearly was at the one or just inside the one. All he had to do was reach the ball over and bring it back. It's a touchdown. He didn't do that. So there's some weird stuff that happened in that game. Um, so I'm I'm saying that's bad luck, you know, because one point either way, and and we, we either win or lose it. So that definitely was bad luck because one touchdown got taken off the board by Matt Ryan, another touchdown Russell Gage could have had. He uh he didn't he didn't uh put, put the ball over the goal line. And then Pitts get hurt, got hurt, he hurt a hamstring. So that kind of kind of killed it too. So uh to me that was bad luck. So
1: what do you think, Chad? My opinion on hamstrings is that the guy's lazy, not stretching enough. Well, you're,
0: you're the pro. Yeah, no hamstring injuries are 90% not understanding how to train them. Right. Um, I mean, there's an exercise called the Nordic, which is a body weight, like a leg curl. You hook your legs in and you control the, the way down, which is giving you very high eccentric forces. Um, your whole body, like most people, could a normal person couldn't even really control it on the way down. They just collapse. So right. being able, to, like you've seen Tyreek Hill, you know, he can go hover, put his nose. Someone's holding his heel. He's on his knees. Someone's behind him holding his heels. Tyreek can go all the way down, hover with his nose, one inch on the ground, and leg curl back up. Elite strength. This is what we see in the – Tyreek will never tear a hamstring with that strength in, in the hamstring because he can handle the eccentric forces. Eccentric forces are highest when we're at our top speed, Right. You never see somebody pull their hamstring in the first ten yards of a forty. We always see that right towards the finish, right, the last five yards, because that's when the velocity is the highest. That's when the eccentric forces on the hamstring are the highest. So yeah, a lot of I'd say hamstring injuries are lack of strength of that eccentric force, and then just imbalances between the two legs, one leg being stronger. I mean that's the number one causes of injury: imbalances and I'm not being able to handle that force. So yeah, I would I would say I mean. 90% of hamstring injuries could be fixed by proper training and understanding of, of how to prepare the hamstring for the forces that they will encounter during sprinting. So, yeah, definitely.
1: Right. Uh, Cal Pitts, that's his thing, right? Uh, he was lazy at Florida, even though he has the largest wingspan in the – in, in, uh, in the history of football. According to two radio broadcasts, Dallas did the same thing. Uh, and Dallas, was, they weren't even playing them. they we are just talking
0: about Cal Pitt's wingspan.
1: And he's fast. He's naturally a fast guy. Yep.
0: And, and that, that's a huge problem with naturally fast guys. If you are naturally gifted in speed and you don't train and keep up with it, you know, and Kyle Pitts takes me as a guy that maybe he's so God-given ability, he doesn't have to put in the extra, extra work and be the first guy in the facility, the last guy to leave um, type deal. And that's going to, you know. He's a criminal. He I think it's, yeah. So him. a guy that's got that five. Yeah. So a guy that has that kind of force potential, right? He can put that force into the ground and accelerate and run a four, 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 three, he's fast. Right. So when you don't say I took, you know, he didn't run for six days or seven days or eight days. Right. This is one thing people don't know. So like one rep max on my bench press, right. A one rep max say I didn't lift for 30 days. I would maintain about 85% or 90% of that one rep max. I wouldn't drop drastically, but in sprinting, your speed will diminish in five to seven days of no running. Wow. So sprint speed diminishes way faster than one rep max in the weight room strength. So if he didn't run for a two weeks or 10 days, and then he tried to go run full speed with all that force, right? So he, he's so fast, but his body hasn't been exposed to those high eccentric forces at top speed when you're running over 20 miles an hour he's you're so susceptible to pop a hamstring. You got to ease back into that. You got to say, okay, I'm going to take a day to go. You know, I'm not going to reach top speed. I'm going to do 10 yard sprints, right? Because I can only hit maybe 15 miles per hour through 10 yards, right? Where if I did 20, I might get over 20 miles an hour. I don't want to get to a high velocity because I'm putting my hamstring at a susceptible. I want to I want to be do more force-based stuff. Some 10 yard accelerations the first day, maybe some resisted stuff. If I go straight into a full sprint and put all those eccentric force that's not running for 10 days, I'm I'm at a triple higher risk to pull my hamstring.
2: Yeah, and who's the one guy in the NFL that has been hampered by this? Julio Jones, the last two years. He's mm-hmm. out of games more than he's in because he has hamstring injuries, and that may force him to retire because of it. So, Just I the mean- hiring Chad will force him to retire. It's funny how that's –
1: you know, like uh, most people with depression issues, it's because they don't drink enough water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the most complicated situations has a simple solution. Same thing in sports bed, right? So, yeah, no, thank you for that, Chad. That that brings a lot of clarity and makes sense why Bravel and Bellachie during the pandemic were like, oh, put a laptop next to the window in your kitchen or whatever so I can see you run. Right for exactly what Chad was talking about because it is going to diminish unless you see somebody run a sprint, guess a sprint. So that's big time information you only get here, and uh, insight into Kyle Pitts that you only get here. Uh, Houston plus 15 over 44 and a half. The bad pick part on my side, listening, I listened to the whole radio broadcast, San Francisco. They're probably one of the worst radio broadcasts out there as far as being glib. And then sometimes they'll pop up for some good information. Uh, but they do well in describing the game. Literally describing the game. TV just adds too much PR nonsense to brainwashing. Uh, no brainwashing here. They they I'll give them credit. They were saying that Lynch was calling the defense. Not... The rah 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 guy on the field. Uh, Houston was driving up and down the field. Davis Mills was playing well at home in front of his family. Uh, There were one or two plays from converting inside the 20. So the plus 15, I don't see it as a bad pick. What was bad pick is picking it over 44 and a half, starting, playing Trey Lance. Shanahan and Lynch were going to play a constricted game, right? Uh, kind of the game I thought that Reid was going to play against uh, Cincinnati, but he didn't do that. He'll do that next time if they play in the playoffs. Watch for that under in the playoffs. But in this case, it was going to be a constricted game. Lance wasn't going to take any chances. Lance is not that good. Lance is only in there for plus one. We'll show plus one again on the podcast next week and see. Bellachian and Carroll are right, right? You can't beat somebody just with plus one. But Cincinnati should have done that more against Alabama, right? Because they don't count for the quarterback. So Trey Lance is in there for just plus one, plus one, plus one. Um, More blockers and tacklers. That's under all the way. So the plus 15 and a half, I look at it as bad luck. Again, the total was a bad pick as far as the totals. We got a couple bad picks where the totals were. We're going to do more research on the total. What do you think, guys?
2: Yeah, and I'm in agreement with the total and the and the pick. I with you. I just think that the total, you know, it's strange because these these subplots and these games is, you know, Mills going back to California. Right. He's going to have a good game. He wants to show show up and show out. And he didn't. You know, he didn't have as good a game as I thought he was going to have. Um, he got Cooks back. Uh, San Francisco defensively, John Lynch probably just said to Shanahan, take Cooks out of the game any way he can, um, you know, in key situations. And he did. Um, you know, I Houston. Had that bit, my bad of the
1: game as far as the way, the way they want to play uh, Mills. Mills was 21 out of 32, 163 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think that one interception was the difference because they were in the red zone, yeah. and your old friend Rex Burkhead was running the ball well, <laughs> and Royce Freeman was six for twenty-five yards. Uh, it was just one or two plays in the red zone they needed. Yeah. It was seven-three at halftime. Uh, Texans with the lead.
2: Yeah, it's just it's just the fact that these coaches give the ball to one guy. Don't you know okay, the guy needs a rest, put the put the backup in. But Burkhead had a huge game against the Chargers and and you know, just give him give him the carries. Don't don't let Freeman get six carries. Just give Burkhead the full load and see what happens. You know, they overthink Brandon it cooks. sometimes. Brandon kicks is 11 for 66.
1: Keep going to cooks until you score a foul Yeah, that's that's maybe the thing. The, uh, maybe they did have the 49ers in that one because it was just one or two plays there's just no reason to hide it at this point
2: yeah we should have we should have known that in a in a playoff clinching type of game for the 49ers um you know they they were gonna show up and in play present. well you know they're still not still not in yet but they they're in the driver's seat completely so an uh, interception too
1: yeah he was 16 for 23 243 yards he ran it eight times Five of those design runs for 31, right? You yeah. think 31's a key number when you have a running quarterback. You yep. make three first downs with your legs, you win 70% of the time. So this is a classic example of that. Freelance goes for 31 yards, which is three first downs. What do you yeah.
0: think? Oh did you did you bring me in? Yes, yep. sir. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um you know this, yeah, the the Texans plus 14 and a half all day. That was that was a uh, that was bad luck. I mean, they're up seven to three at halftime and you're getting two touchdowns. I mean, it, I mean to, to lose that, that's a that's a heartbreaking loss. I mean, basically yeah. it came down to the Texans, you know, they had the ball went on their own, like 17-yard line, fourth and five with two minutes right. left in the game. They went for it. So now they give San Francisco the ball right down 13 on the 17 yard line. And you know, it's it looks like it's fourth down right and they're gonna maybe just make fourth and one you know run it get the first down run the clay it's two possession game anyways if you don't get it um you can take the knee but you know then shanahan got the call from vegas guys we need this we, we need you guys to cover because we're gonna lose a lot of money so then so then they bring the offense off the field and here comes the field goal unit on the field and everyone's going what the heck what the and hell? Got, on here? What the hell? Run the hell ball! Is going take on it, run here. the ball! There's yeah, so there's 30 seconds left. Just run it. Get the first and take a an knee. But <laughs> you know, trying to hang out the call from Vegas. They said, "Man, that minus 12 and a half San Francisco. Those Silicon Valley guys, or or you guys are getting faded, or something happened, and, and you know, Vegas could. So, but yeah, but um, on the other hand, on the total there, you want to lose? That's the way you lose. The
1: bad yeah. thinking on our part, we needed to think it through more. Was the
0: under? Yeah, no, the was, under. The yeah. under was a very uh, what well, well, the over we took was a bad pick, yes. Um, that, was that game was under all the way. All the way. E- even had a homeboy talk to me about the under, and I, you know, didn't even really listen. And uh, now I felt even more oh, yeah, dumb. Listen. men did yeah. not listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen
1: to argue, not to understand. Don't, listen to the podcast.
0: Don't, uh,
1: don't. Here he is calling uh, now, as a matter of fact. Exactly. When it's a double ring, that means a person has a net worth of over twenty million. Under like five million, you don't even hear a ring. Of silence. But um, we'll get to them later. First call after lunch. But men listen to argue, not to understand. Same thing with the podcast. Some people aren't even listening to the podcast, and they want to argue with the podcast. I said, one guy's saying, oh, you're talking about the casino paying us interest. I'm like, did you listen? What we're saying is that when you win week one, you win week two, and you win week three, week one compounds on week two, week two compounds on week three, week three compounds on week four, and we've done that 33 times, one week on top of the other. Do you get it? Oh, I get it now. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Listen. To understand, don't listen. You immediately start arguing. You know, you know, Chad? Let's do your homeboy. Let's talk about that under. <laughs>
0: no, I totally blew his ass off too. I'm like, man, you're a dumbass. That game's not going on. <laughs> yeah, but man, he had good points. He had really good points, you know? He had a good why. And that's what it always comes down to. You know, who has a better why? You always gotta have a why. Why are you picking what you're picking? You gotta have. You gotta be able to elaborate and convince people. If you're if you're wise, not good enough to get other people on board with you, you probably should have bet it. No,
1: should bet if you, same thing like with non-college basketball. Have you seen this team play? You haven't seen them play. Watch the game. Watch them play. Relax. Don't be a degenerate trying to throw money at teams you haven't seen them play. Watch them play. Uh, research the coach. Do your research. Number two rule: of betting sports betting. And I'll put the links on there. Do your research, right? Uh decision science, right? That right out of Stanford. All these guys are from Stanford. John Lynch is from Stanford. David Mills is from Stanford. I got decision science right out of the Stanford Business School. You identify the problems. You eliminate variables and covariables, right? Then you use math. And then you do rigorous apply logic, logic, what Chad's just talking about. You apply logic to why as much as possible. And then you come up with a decision. With and that goes for anything in life. Business, especially when you're looking at an investment. You and this is what this is, every single pick you make is an investment. Watching a game is an investment with your time. In time, it's more important than money, more important than sometimes marriage, marriages. You can get another wife. You can get another husband, right? But time, you can't get back. So you have to see, okay, what is the highest and best use of my time? Denver plus seven, under 48 was a bad use of our time. It was a bad pick by myself on both sides. Chargers are coming from an embarrassing loss. So they have – and you got to watch the Chargers, right? I sent you guys the article where Spanish's sister is uh, is suing – all these teams are in the trust. When you put a team in a trust, the government can't look at what you're buying or selling, but it has to be business-related. So Spanish's sister says there's no money in that trust. So that means that the Chargers are broke. You're like, how can an NFL team be broke, You've heard it on the pod- podcast, and I'll put links to it. SpongeBob's Starburn Springs, right? With a Greek mafia. So any money the Spanishes make from their slum lords being slumlords in Stockton or hotels that I used to clean in Clearwater, Florida, they have to kick up. Kick up to the bosses, the Greek mafia. So that's how NFL team runs out of money. So that's why they had no backups. And they lose to Houston. To come back to another team that's being sold, the Denver Broncos. So, here we're comparing apples to apples a little bit because the Broncos don't have backups. They're starting quarterback's out. And I don't know what happened to this guy. He used to be a lot better than what – I keep calling him Case Keenum because he looks like Case Keenum, but he's not. He just looks like him. Uh, the Denver quarterback from Missouri. Uh, Dude Lock. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. He likes to dance before plays with the music that's on the field. Uh, he, he didn't do anything. Uh, Broncos were not covering. They're getting blown out. And then the under 46, Denver has been playing. They're 4-12 now to the uh, under, right? So they're 12-unders for – Four overs in, I don't know. I would say that was bad luck on the, on the total, but it was a bad pick on the side. What do you guys
2: think? I could even game plan this game better than the Denver coach could game plan it. Jeez. They, two, two stud running back, two really good running backs. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Don't hardly use them at all. They haven't the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Javante Williams is the, the up and comer. You should be using him a lot more than you are. The only guy in the receiving core that had a good game was Noah Fant. Other than that, it, there was not not much at all going on there. So, if Denver runs the ball more than they do, and that, it, it might not even be Fangio, it might be more Sherman than it is Fangio. Um, this is bad, uh,
1: yeah. Two peas in think, the pod.
2: Yeah, the game is will be kept closer and the lowest lowest scoring. And right. They just didn't do anything on offense. They haven't the last two weeks. They basically blown their chance at the playoffs. I don't know what they're doing. They have a really good running yeah. game. Why? Because remember, they're in a trust and they don't want to yeah. pay travel costs. I thought yeah. maybe Peyton Manning would put up the travel costs if he's going to buy the team. But uh, it doesn't seem like it. And Drew, and Drew Locke is not the type of quarterback that, that, that can carry a team on offense. And that, to me, just. You know their defense was was not I think good. He, I think he can't. Game. They're just not allowing him to. No, they I don't know what they're they doing on offense because it's like, okay, you got a really good running game. You have a quarterback that can be a game manager, and for some reason, the offensive game plan is is awful. It's, it's beyond awful. So I'm taking handcuffs off Locke because he he yeah. can play it. He did well in Missouri. He carried that program that had nobody. I think they screwed him up. I think the last two years they screwed him up. They let him start the whole year. You know he was he was decent. He was wasn't great, but he was he was serviceable. And then they trade for Teddy Bridgewater, and they say the lock. All right, you're going back to the bench. You, you're done. Yeah, we're he, not happy with you. 18 for and, 25,
1: 245 yards, no interceptions. So he did what he wanted.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it, they've just screwed screwed his mind so so much that maybe his his. Days as a starting quarterback are gone because. His, his oh no! Is- I
1: think if he gets, I think now, especially with the bad quarterbacks in there, he gets off some good offensive system and lets him no. throw the ball. I think he could be a very good NFL quarterback through long Right, I
2: agree. I agree. I, if I was the Steelers or the Panthers, I'd take a look at him and oh, see yeah. if they they could trade for him. So, I think he's a good quarterback. I think you just have to put the handcuffs off him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no this this one here was a was a tough one. I definitely think um, Josh made a great point there about the the trust. You know, the Chargers or, or not the Broncos ownership and um, you know them not wanting to pay those travel costs for an away playoff game. Definitely think we should have look, looked harder at that. But I do think that's something we can learn from this week and take into next week with the Chargers and the Raiders game. The Chargers are a very similar trust owned team like like Denver. Um, that is cheap and doesn't we don't want to pay those travel costs either. So um, we can maybe take, learn from this one, moving forward into a similar game, similar ownership, like the Chargers and uh, the Raiders, maybe you know going the other way with the Raiders this week to beat the Chargers. Um, I think that might be some a Hawthorne effect we can apply on, on, on this next card.
1: Mark Davis, sent me a note on social media. Direct message. Because I was making the argument about not betting 25%. Of and what Mark Davis wrote me is sometimes you have to f- have fun in life, bet the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like at a college basketball game or something like that. Mark Davis, you know, met him once or twice. Um, Shakti remembers me because he likes to have fun. So he'll pay for travel costs. <laughs> He's like craft like that. I'll pay for travel costs. Uh, paying those. It's not even up to him. I think he personally would pay, but it's not up to him. Now, remember, the Raiders have 100 owners from all sides, walks of life. And research, Google Mickey Cohen, who was once uh, 100th of an owner of the Raiders before he was kicked out by Paul Tagliabue, of all people. Kicked him out of the ownership of the Raiders. Research the name Mickey Cohen and his relationship to Al Davis. And read that book back there, Interference by Dan Miola, right? That makes you see things a little bit clearly, but we use it to monetize, right? We're doing our research uh, monetizing games. Tori Corrente. Where's Tori Corrente going to be this week? We'll find I mean, out. We're going to do more research on the race. You <laughs> want me to tell
2: you? I'll, t- I'll tell you where he's going to be.
1: Yeah, I'll put it on the spreadsheet. I wrote right. some things about Scott Novak here. Remember, referees are allowed to bet on NFL games. They're allowed in sports books. Uh, Goodell, right? He changed that rule. He banned referees from sports books, banned referees from casinos, but somebody more powerful than Goodell <laughs> forced, his, forced his hand to change that rule. And these are all, you know, anybody can have their own opinion, but on the podcast, we. Formally, decisions, right? Business decisions. And we focus on facts, factual information that if it's not in the episode notes, you can Google. Josh. Yes.
2: Tony Corrente,
1: yes.
2: Carolina at Tampa Bay this week.
1: Oh, okay. That's where he is. Uh, at Tampa Bay. At Tampa Bay. Home of the Gandy Bridge. Google the Gandy Bridge. Gandy Bridge, people they find under the Gandy Bridge in Tampa. Not from Tony Corrente, right? Tony Corrente, Tampa, and Carolina. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Scott Novak, where's Scott Novak going to be at this week? Uh,
2: let me see. I just saw his name too. It's he's
1: tomorrow. We'll have the picks, but this game is
2: S Novak is at Green Bay,
1: Detroit. Under. He's, a, he's the rest he's the cost of most penalties in the NFL. Scott Novak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last two games, guys. Tell me if it's a bad pick or bad luck. For me, it's bad pick. Minnesota, I was living in the past. I was living in the past. Live in the past. You die in the past. And Sunday yep. night, I died in the past.
0: You so, died, died alone.
1: died alone. <laughs> Arizona was living in the past. Arizona was going to win that game out, right? And the other yeah. thing I got, because uh, they used the air raid as ball control. Uh, so that, that's a clinic. So if people got the NFL network or can see that game again or look at the stats, that's how you control the ball and keep uh, good offense off the field with the air raid. Ball control air raid. Hey, which, you, uh, you heard it at Dylan J.
0: You guys be quiet, please. What,
1: what was that? Dallas, minus five. Minus oh yeah. Five. So pick by me. I was a bad pick. You should have picked Arizona.
0: Yeah, so the Vikings game, the Vikings game, me and Scott were on Green Bay. So Scott or Josh died alone on that one, but on the Cardinals, we all died together. Okay. So that was a,
1: we actually got a better pick here.
0: You know that consensus. Yeah, we got that. I, I went. I ended up going right, okay. Green Bay. So, he yeah, man, that.
1: Uh, work. I'll give the
0: updated numbers, All but right. that uh, that uh, Cardinals pick, or I mean that uh, that Cowboys pick was was definitely the wrong side, man. Um, I mean, you look at what just the Cardinals have done on the road this year, and like how big that game was to them. I mean, they're in way more of a battle for their playoff destiny and where they're going to fall seed-wise than the Cowboys. Um, So I think that motivation factor, you know, Kyler never lost in that stadium. He's from Texas. He's played multiple state championships in that stadium. He's undefeated. Um, So taking that into consideration, which I didn't, taking in Arizona's away road record Didn't take that into consideration. This was
1: probably Arizona's now eight and one on the road.
0: Probably this is, I would say, my top, I would put this in my top two or three worst picks of the of the week. This is this is this is a bad one.
1: That takes us to 60.5 for the
2: week. Not bad. What do you think, Scott? Um yeah, I think it was a uh, bad pick. I mean, all those Arizona factors and Kyla stats were going against us uh, when we picked Dallas. I just thought that Dallas was starting to come together as a team. Quickly found out that they weren't. Their offense, you know, had a great game against Washington. And then they go against Arizona and they 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 fade. So that's another thing we have to look at, you know, going forward. How how consistent can Dak be as a quarterback um you know through his through is the he, next is
1: he still like because right change right the, and i put everything on here the five stages of change you really know how to change when you get into a habit then you do it in pressure situations yep. so in a pressure situation guys i asked you guys is Dak does he go back to throwing it instead of passing it in pressure situations we know he's a good passer when everything gets apples to apples to right, but in a pressure situation, does he go back to throwing it or just
2: trying to run? See, here's the thing: the, their running game is is pretty non-existent right now, so it's all falling on Dak in terms of in terms of um, you know getting it done. Right is uh, you know can can he do that? Can he carry an offense? He he was carrying it before he got injured last year, and and now. All of a sudden, he's, he's an inconsistent player as a quarterback. So um, I don't think he can. I think he needs a running game to complement what he can do as a, as a as a quarterback. So I say he can't carry a team, you know, by himself. I I think he needs a Zeke, and Zeke is Zeke looks like he's 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 on the downside of his career right now. He looks slow. There's no explosion. He no
1: Chad. You need to take Chad to Cabo, help him train because the guy he had and what he had uh he's never been the same since that Cowboy trip.
2: Yeah, and uh, and I think that Arizona was struggling a lot coming into this game. So those struggles led me to pick Dallas and I thought Dallas was starting to turn the corner, but they're not and they're going to Philly this weekend coming up. You know, you got to really look at that whether they're going to play Dak the whole game or are they going to pull him at halftime or or what, who knows. You know, so that that's my My pick, my feeling, yeah, bad pick, bad pick,
1: yeah. Pollard was three for nine. But this is the other thing, too, that I need to take into account the Arizona Cardinals have either the best or one of the top defensive lines in the league, yeah. You got to throw that in because you look at uh Prescott actually rushed five for 20, he knew he needed to run. Murray needs to run right. Murray was nine for 44. So, Murray got four first downs with his legs. Uh, Dak Prescott, which you think is a better passer than him, uh, got two first downs with his legs. 20 Elliott, to your point, nine for 16. Pollard, who I like better than
2: Elliott, was three for nine. Uh, there's just nothing there. There's nothing there with Dallas, and now Gallup. Towards ACL, so he's done for the year now. So, you know, it's right. a big, big loss for them. Uh, fake
1: punt, right? So, on the fake punt, Arizona got 23 yards in the first down, extra possession. Kyler Murray was 26 for 38. So, let me ask you this, Chad. Uh, this is what I like the element of the college game that's getting into the pro game, which I like. Because ball control, 26 for 38, 263 yards, the fake punt for the extra possession, Chad. Now we run tempo because that Dallas defense is tired. You like that strategy, Air Raid?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I I like it, and it was very successful for them. You know, the Dallas defense had been – been a juggernaut and been trending upwards. And, and what, what do you do? What's the best way against a good dude? Keep them on the field. Make them play a lot of snaps. Keep them on the field. Um, try to wear them down. Get them tired and make them play a lot of snaps. Tempo them. And get those
1: guys out of there because Dallas is thinking long term playoffs. So get those primo defensive linemen out of there. Tight rotations. Yep. And get the backups in and let's run on the
2: back. And if the season ends today, Who's in the first round? Arizona's back in Dallas again.
1: Yeah. And now you get a better line. Yep. If people in the line makers have recency bias, then we go the other way with Dallas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that might have been something to look at as well as hey, these teams could possibly match up in the first round. Who needs this game more? Arizona. Who's more likely to be vanilla and save it for the rematch? Dallas. Dallas. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Dallas. Now we have uh, Young Blood says, hey, we'll see if he has any questions as we close. Is, this has been very, very helpful uh, being able to shame ourselves, feel the embarrassment, feel the loss so we don't repeat the same mistakes. I have to really check myself and focus on not living in the past. Two things have been my biggest down, you know, deterrent for me being at 70 80%. NFL has been living in the past and not doing enough research. Youngblood says, guys, let me know. Youngblood says, even if the Colts make it to the playoffs, do you think Tennessee will still whip their ass?
2: For me, the quick answer is yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my quick answer is yes as well.
2: Yep, Derrick Henry will be back with the play. Uh, I mean, you got – a
0: quick, a, quick, a quick why would be uh, I like the corporate I – like, I like Vrabel and uh, the cheap ownership of Indianapolis. Right.
1: The, the, the owner of Indianapolis is a cracker, right? He's found with a pound of cocaine, uh, 30,000 pills. What's he doing with 30,000 pills? In a hooker, which he took to the uh, uh, hospital – and then took her out before she was ready to go, and she overdosed and died. i would be locked up for 30 years if I did that.
2: And that's why he doesn't pay for backups. The only, the only concern I would have with Tennessee in the playoffs is if, if they're on the Patriots' side of the, the, the thing, because I think the Patriots have the type of coaching staff and game plan that could shut Tennessee down Ugh. a little bit
0: more. And so that, I, I, I think Tennessee's had enough time to navigate their offense without Derrick Henry. And A.J. Brown's kind of coming on strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they kind of seem to, find, you know, when they first lost them, they were kind of figuring it all out, but they've had six, seven weeks now. And it seems like they've kind of got their new offense and how they're going to attack it kind of yeah. solidified.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says he's a Colts fan. Uh, he was hooked, but pulled it out to awesome wins. But uh,
2: they won't be able to stop Derrick Henry. Wolverine Henry, he calls him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's that's the total X factor. Is how is Derrick Henry going to be coming back? Is he, is he going to be the old Derrick Henry, or are they just going to kind of slowly phase him in to the play to the playoff? It, thing? It's the attitude, though, I
1: think the whole Alabama. What? He's a big Alabama guy. We, he was on Twitter, just going against Cincinnati people and against uh, Alabama people. What 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 was the injury? What was coach their- Alabama making thirty million dollars a year? Or fifteen million dollars a year in Alabama because he was prepping the SEC hard. Brable
0: was. Hey, what is the injury that Derrick Henry's coming off of? It's a lower body, it's, right? Yeah, I think it's but, a knee. was that problem with his foot? Was it a foot? Yeah. It, uh, I think it is a foot. That's right. He did he broke his foot. Um yeah, yeah I mean, I mean one thing I can say is I mean, I wouldn't count on Derrick Henry being full speed. And if he is back, he's that top end speed he has hitting 21.5 and being able to take stuff 80 yards at his size, he's not going to have that top end speed coming off. He just hasn't been able to run enough. There's no way that he's bad. I mean, he, he might be close, you know, he might, or if he's hitting 21.5 full speed, he might be at 20.3, you know, within a, a mile one points, but he's not going to be, there's just no way coming off. I mean, the, the, the thing that's scary about a foot injury, like look at a great example, Zion Williamson in the right. NBA, right. It's got a foot injury. He's yeah. over 300 pounds you can't do shit with a foot injury. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't go on the elliptical. You can't ride the bike. You can't put any pressure on your foot. So, yeah. you, you know, a lot of guys, you know, when you're, you know, we can ride the bike, you know, you can do right. the elliptical there's, you know, you can swim, there's things you can do that are non impact cardio, but with that foot injury, you can't have any type of impact. So like, um, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'd rather have like a knee or like a, I mean, like a hip something higher up the kinetic chain. You know, you can kind of maybe get some type of stuff in, but that the foot is like you can't put – if you're on crutches and you can't put weight on a leg, I mean, the, just that the muscle atrophy of just not putting body weight on the leg for that long is just going to be detrimental.
2: Right, and and also keep in mind, the Colts won't see the Titans probably until the AFC Championship game. Right. I don't know if the Colts are going to get there.
1: No, uh, they're a first-round loss type of team. Yeah. They don't want to play for travel costs, to be well, honest. They, they they matched so they're up when they had Manning, but yeah. other than that,
2: no way. They oh. matched up right now to play the Cincinnati or, or Kansas City, and that that to me is a, a no go for them. I think right.
1: right. so. Uh, Youngblood says, uh, "Do we think the chains are going to go all the way at least to the Super Bowl, and he'll shoot himself if he sees Brady, Brady again in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I don't think Brady's going to get past the commercial real estate." of SoFi Stadium and the Rams. It'll be a home game like it was for Brady last year. So I I think Brady will go to SoFi and lose. Tony Corrente is going to be the ref. The (laughs) ref. Calling touchdowns back against Tampa Bay. Remember, Tampa Bay has the lowest per capita income almost almost, any NFL city except for Cincinnati and New Orleans. So there's more money in the pocket of the NFL commercial real estate company uh with the rams
2: rams at seven billion dollars stadium in the super bowl and don't and don't forget tampa's in a different situation no godwin no antonio brown right for iffy to come back don't know about that yet and the defense is not as good as it was last year so i i would be you know i say never bred against brady in the playoffs but if they're gonna play green bay or the Rams, when Rams, they might be Green that, Bay. They're going to have a difficult time in Green Bay. They don't have the same team as they were last year. So. Right, right, right. Commercial real estate, $7 billion
1: stadium. That's why Stafford is there to make everything look good. Yep. <laughs> his body's breaking down, but they'll figure out a way. They'll I, I
2: will say if the Rams get to the championship game, there's no way they're losing that championship game. No, no way. It's so yeah. far in no way. No the way. We'll make sure of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll make a lot of money with that. Yep. All right. And the stadiums will be full this year. They won't be empty. So.
1: Thank you, Young Blood, for liking the podcast. Give us a five-star review. If we're making you money, right? Because that's what we want to do. We want to make you money. We love those reports of fatten, uh fatten bankrolls and pictures of wins. We love that. Uh, we'll go final words, Scott. And Chad, before we hit people with, turn
2: Winston Churchill. So again, tomorrow, tomorrow, listen, watch this, do whatever you do, right before the podcast tomorrow night, and uh, that'll lead you right into to our picks for tomorrow night. Big wins. Uh, yep, it's been a great year, you know. So let's cap it with profit again. It's not um, over. We still got last week in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. I can't believe the regular season is coming to a close. It's been, it's been fast and it's been profitable. So.
0: Chad, no. Boom. Yeah, man. It's been a, a great Hawthorne effect. Second to last of the year. Um, sad. It's the last week of the NFL season, but, uh, you know, it's been a great season and, um, we're looking to finish strong here. And uh this Hawthorne effect kind of got the juices flowing for tomorrow night. I think we already, you know, I, I already from got about, our
1: mistakes, man. man. I, I guess
0: this is 2022,
1: Josh. This is now These <laughs> teams don't play hard.
0: Yeah. I already, you know, I got three about three or four picks. I got locked in from just talking with you guys today on this podcast. Right. Um, you know, you know, stuff I, I already am, am talking now, you know, Raiders. I'm I'm liking that a lot. Um, so you know, a few other ones, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's sad. It's coming to an end, but it, uh, you know, excited to go into these playoffs in this last week and uh, keep keep monetizing this. So
1: yeah, it really started the draft in April. Again, and I said three days freaking now? Okay, what are these coaches thinking? Kind of led to this year. All of it has led to to uh, with all the insanity going on. Still being sixty nine. So Sir Sir Winston Churchill said, and for those listening. Kansas State tonight. uh, This is Kansas State night, right? Kansas State, uh, the under in the football game, and Kansas State plus seven basketball against my guy, Chris Beard, in the Texas Longhorns. So, Winston Churchill said, You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast number.
2: We played in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. i the best